Welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast with me, your host, Joanne A. Hamilton. This is Series 10, a Rare Birds collaboration with Ghanaian-based Startup Lounge Africa. Startup Lounge Africa is on a mission to continually organize useful information and relevant networks that prioritize the collaborative growth and sustainability of African startups. They are pioneering a special project titled 54 Days Across Africa. 54 Days Across Africa is an initiative geared towards showcasing innovative startup solutions through a continent-wide virtual tour to herald their recently launched digital matchmaking platform, Kutana Africa. 54 Days Across Africa is being completed on a block-by-block basis. They're having tours in the following order. The West Africa Block, the East Africa Block, Central Africa Block, Southern Africa Block, and finally, the North Africa Block. They recently completed the West Africa Block and are currently doing East Africa. In this series, you will hear me in conversation with a few of the startups featured on the West Africa Block. Keep listening in to hear more about Kutana Africa, as well as the four startups I will be in conversation with over the course of the next few weeks. First of all, we're using um, social media. We're using Facebook. Mm-hmm. After them, we got uh, we got actually a deal with uh, the national television, and we use them as a media platform where we gave them content every week. On normally, we have businesses that have um, so like most of our competitors who are the traditional travel and tour agencies, they have tour guides as well. So we come into connection with them they give us their guides we train them and then we give their guides some tourists to go on tours with them so those folks we can classify them as businesses or agents this has been um, a continent with a lot of opportunities um, a, a lot of resources as well and i did indicate earlier on about the potential of the free trade area but we've not got anything from India, obviously, because we have not like gone and searched their market. India, it's in India's markets, I would say, <laughs> if I was just paraphrasing news, would be that they mostly focus on parents. Because for me, it's all about, um, yeah, as I said, it's all about the process. So. I see it as a brand though that is exporting internationally and um, that has its followers and fans and where people feel they can even contribute to the growing and the process and the developing of of the brand. In the first episode, number 198, you will hear me speaking with Samuel Opoku and Prince Kelly Anyomi founding partners of Startup Lounge Africa. In episode number 199, I speak with the founder of Tukwan, Philip Gideon I. Darko. In episode 200, I speak with Badu Mbai Jr., the Gambian founder of Hitech. In episode 201, I speak with Prosper Ukachi, the Nigerian founder of Shortcode. And lastly, in episode 202, I speak with Lydia Aminyaglo, 
the Ghanaian German founder of Plenty Plenty Africa. I hope you enjoy listening to these conversations and hearing what some of the early stage startups and their founders are building in West Africa. Remember, this list is by no means exhaustive. And if you would like to learn more about the various startups featured on the tour, do visit the Startup Lounge website at www.startuplounge.gh.com. And as always, visit the Rare Birds HQ website at www.rarebirdshq.com for more conversations as we continue to share all the transformation happening across emerging markets around the globe. Bye for now. Welcome to episode 200 of series 10, a Rare Birds collaboration with Ghanaian-based Startup Lounge Africa, a series of podcasts featuring some of the West African startups on their West Africa tour. In episode 200, I speak with Badu Mbai Jr., the Gambian founder of Hitech. Badu Mbai is a software developer, producer, and host of The Hitech Show, and all-around tech enthusiast. He grew up in the UK and graduated with a BSc in Information Systems in the Gambia. He was always surrounded by tech growing up and used it to help around the house. Seeing how technology made things easier day to day sparked a curiosity to learn how he could use it to better himself and solve systematic problems in Africa using technology. It helped him to create a production team to build content and stories around digital awareness. His company is called Hitech, and it captures and provides captivating advertisement for innovative tech solutions in Africa. In this episode, you will get to know Badu, hear about the problem Hitech is solving, understand the intricacies of the project, hear him discuss new media in the Gambia, the challenges of building a new media company, how he's going about developing a revenue model his appreciation for creators, and just a general discussion about content creators across the African continent. He'll share with us the future of high tech, as well as African creators, and the future they will play in the ecosystem. Listen in to another fascinating episode, and as always, I will see you guys at the end. Badu and welcome to the Rare Birds Emerging Markets Podcast. Hello, and how are you? I am brilliant and much better now that we are online and we're chatting. What about you? Oh, definitely. I'm good to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for giving myself and my audience some of your time. So Badu, again, oh, welcome sure. to the podcast. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Badu. Who is Badu? Where is he from? Where did he grow up? Tell us the the origin story. Okay, well, I think that's uh, oof. I'm gonna where where should I start? I'm gonna take it back to uh, let's say Badu as a small child. So Badu is like any other African um, African young boy who has aspirations and dreams. He just wants to do more to to give back to this, let's say, his community, his country, 
uh, the whole continent. So I grew up um, in UK, in Birmingham. So with there, just I grew up with um, single parent, my mom and but two other sisters. So as a kid, I was always curious. And still today, I'm still that type of person. I'm always curious, looking to learn, looking to just that I'm not in the same position as I am or not fortunate as I am. And just to give back because growing up, uh, my mom, there's always something that my mom told me is like, look, whatever you learn is always good to share. So I've always had the passion for technology because technology to me was the best tool where I could just share and learn a lot of new things and give back as well. Because my sisters were, they hated technology, okay? They hated using phones. They hated using laptops. So I was the person that was always, you know, finding things, finding new things and showing to them and always had that curiosity with me. So Badu was just, let's say, a curious young young fella just trying to, trying to do a better, trying to change the world in a way. <laughs> Ah, so Badu, you were you you're you're you were born and raised in the UK. Um, right now I'm actually based in Banjul, the Gambia. I was born here, but I was raised okay. in the UK. Yeah. Okay. And you said Birmingham. I don't hear the Brum accent. Where is it? Tell us something. <laughs> say it. Say say something uh, in there. Oh, it's definitely know. gone. Definitely. Has yeah. Been, <laughs> definitely I don't hear gone, it. unfortunately. <laughs> I don't hear yeah, it. Yeah, definitely all. gone. <laughs> okay, gotcha. I think we've just, mm. yeah, associated with a lot of people. So I've never had like this, I have like this, let's say, American accent now, but before it was so bad. I'm, I don't want to bring that accent again. You'll be, I'll be embarrassed. I'm embarrassing myself. <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's, it's, <laughs> the Birmingham accent is very distinct. <laughs> So when you said you're from Birmingham, I was like, I don't hear the accent. Don't be embarrassed. It's cool. Sure. <laughs> so you you were born in the Gambia, but you were raised in the UK. You said by a single mom and you had two sisters growing up, right? Yes. Gotcha. So when did you return uh, to the Gambia? When did you get back, oh, nice. return back home? Um, yeah, I, I'll never forget. I returned back to the Gambia 27th of November, 2012. <laughs> I'll okay. never forget that day because... That day was so um, important for, let's say, me and my mother because along in the UK, well, we always had this idea of, of my mom or my family always had this idea of building something here as well. So we came back. Um, I was in eighth grade that time. So we came back um, to resettle, to just give back and work. And no, there's no better place like home. And yeah, just I learned a lot of things growing up in UK, but coming back to Gambia and going back to Africa and just seeing a, the potential here, it's just been um, just been amazing and a learning a learning curve every single day. Got it. Okay, so Badu, you are the founder of High Tech, and High Tech is a media company. Tell us yes. about the problem that High Tech is solving. Yeah, it started as a project where. We created a platform for digital literacy and awareness raising. So in Gambia, we have a very young population of about 60% of our population um, uh, are youths. And unfortunately, for out of 11 to 12% are making use of technology. And this is something needs to rise. And that came as a form of where we can just show youth and show other people the, the groundbreaking things that technology can do. And we start. We highlighted, we targeted 13 topics within technology, let's say within um, networking, graphic designing, within applications, within VR, reality, and how other people are using it within the Gambia and the groundbreaking ideas that they have that can definitely bring a change in the near future. So it's an underdog stories, meaning people that who are doing amazing things, but not, not a lot of people are aware of what they're doing, but 
um, just highlighting their stories, see how they're using technology to change their, their ways or bringing um, bringing sustainable development to their communities. And we were the driving force of highlighting their stories and also bringing to a platform, sharing it through social media, sharing it through uh, even the national television, using all of that as a media outlets and giving them content on people that are doing amazing things within the community. So high-tech media began as a show, right? Yes, it began as a show. Okay, and which platform were you using to produce the show? So we were, first of all, we're using um, social media. We're using Facebook and Instagram. But mm-hmm. after that, we got, uh, we got actually a deal with uh, the national television and we used them as a media platform where we gave them content every week on um, tech technology and different, different topics. And from there, we had a show on TV broadcasting, uh, broadcasting for three months. And we got, to, we, got, we got about a reach of 350,000 people within the first two months. So I think that oh, was wow. our biggest achievement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So where are you now with that then, like in terms of your, your viewers? Oh, yeah. Now we have um, a lot of our viewers, though. Uh, well, we're trying to get a lot of them into social media and also um, just um, marketing and, and, and also getting them to new platforms that they're not that they're not normally not fond of because a lot of people here are still using Facebook to do a lot of their advertising and media, but we're using other platforms like Instagram, um, Twitter, just trying to get them to push content out there. So right now we're in the middle, right now what we're doing, because we have a lot of awareness raising campaigns that we go to different schools or different organizations and we have focus with a lot of these youths in different, different areas of the country. And we're also produce, trying to produce the next season of high tech, which is high tech season two, where we're actually going beyond the Gambia, going to neighboring countries and also seeing what they're doing and also building content from um, from what they're doing as well in countries like Senegal, Nigeria, and Ghana. Okay, so let me make sure I understand this. The media platform that you were building, it's geared towards, uh, it, would you say eight, like 18 to 25 year olds? Is that the age group? You're targeting? Yes. With, let's say within 18 to 35. I'll 18 to 35. Okay, right. Using the platform to educate this group about digital literacy. Yes. Okay, yeah. and you do that by highlighting uh, various initiatives, telling stories, sharing stories, about people yeah. and their projects yeah. and so on. I okay, I yes. see. Okay, and you you mainly We're giving use... the voice for the for the for the um, for the geeks and the nerds, giving them because um, here a lot of people that use computers we call them geeks and nerds. So it's yeah. <laughs> people are very nice people who have amazing projects, but not a lot of media outlet on on their projects. Right, right, and you are right now just using social media. So you don't have. Do you have like a YouTube channel, or do you have a website yes. where you put like where where you where, where's the home for for you, the media platform that you're building? So currently, our home now we have a YouTube channel where we update content, and social media has been one of the best ways that we're able to reach a lot of people. Um, we just signed. We, well, currently we just off our deal with the national television, but right. we're about to re-sign a new deal. And from there, then we can get the website up and running. So we want to have a content to at least 
because um, currently we have 13 episodes which are um, with the national television, but we want to have our website, which we're actually developing right now, which is the next stage, where our website would host at least 20 episodes with 20 different topics, and then people can have uh, much content to browse around and to see different different stories. So right now we're in that phase of just building our home, our, our um, website, and also transferring everything to an app. So this is something that we're that we're working on and seeing in a um, seeing coming hopefully next year or, or early early next year. Okay, and Badu, are you the host of the show? Yes, I am the host of the show with Anna Anandur, also the co-host. So yeah. <laughs> so you, it's yourself and and Anna. Together? Yes, and Anna. Okay. Yes, together we host the show. Yeah. Okay, and how often does the show air? So the show, actually, season one has been completed um, about a month ago. So it was airing, uh, it was airing for every week for the past between April, April to June. Those three months, it aired every week. So the show airs one once a week on the national television. Okay. Now I'm really curious. You're building essentially a new media company, right? It's new media yeah. because you're using yeah. social media and, you know, the new tools, etc. What is the, mm -hmm. um, what, what exactly is, is it like in the Gambia right now? Are there a lot of media new? I don't mean old media. For example, I know you said yeah. you have a partnership with the the television network. That's the old media. But in terms of new yeah. media, are there are there a lot of platforms being built in the Gambia? Are you one of many? Are are you just a part of a handful? Are you like what is yeah. going on in terms of new media platforms being built in the country? Yeah, I would say we were actually just a handful within the country right now because um, one thing a lot of people were still used to this whole system of broadcasting mentioned old media and right. um, now we're just trying to create actually that's why we we targeted digital awareness so much because it's just a handful so much more and a lot of these uh, a lot of these other young people are reliant on the old system which we're trying to just move away from so we're just a handful um that we're in the in the new media and with this handful we'll also have a good working relationship with and trying to collaborate and hopefully create more platforms with uh, different different content for them to target as well. Right. Okay. Why do you think there are so few new media platforms in the Gambia? Uh, yeah, I would definitely say the awareness. They're just not aware that with this new new media, you can actually reach more people uh, all around the world than just let's say within the within the continent or within the country. And um, that's just is the awareness that's that's been our main problem. A lot of them are just scared to try the new media because they already have a system that works for them. But to expand and to 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 learn about new things, you have to use new media. I think it's definitely the best way where you can connect, um, broadcast, and just learn about new things all over the world rather than just within the country or within the right and just to sort of elaborate when we say old media we mean or tradition let's call it traditional media right we're referring yeah. to <laughs> television radio um maybe yeah, like basically magazines, cable cable yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, magazines, yeah magazines you know that kind of thing and newspapers you know all the things that you know our parents <laughs> grew up with and boomer generation. <laughs> yeah. And then we're when yeah. we're referring to new media or digital media, we're referring to social media and mobile media and podcasting and video marketing and and all of that stuff, right? Yeah. 
Okay, good. So what are some of the challenges of building a new media company, Badu? Yeah, I think um, one of the biggest challenges has definitely been, uh, let's say, access access to just basic resources. Because one thing that we know for sure with the old media, they, they're not heavily reliant on, let's say, internet connections or devices. And that has definitely just because a lot of the places that we go, even without the internet, we needed 24 seven, we needed to broadcast, we needed to, you know, host a lot of things. And with the internet going like right now, it's fluctuating a little bit and there's not, there's not been much emphasis on how actually important these resources are for new media. That's been one of our challenges. And also having people just to create, let's say get away from this new system has been a bit of a challenge because a lot of these old media, a lot of people are affiliated to and they're well known. But mm -hmm. uh, with this new media, it sees something that or they're just hesitant to jump on because they, 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 they just don't see that organic growth. Yeah, it takes with a new media, it takes time to build a following. It takes time mm. to, you know, have have people on board. But at the end of the day, it's it's the way to go and it's the future. So, yeah, I understand we have a, already a system that works a little bit, but it's, it's going to be obsolete very soon. And with new media, it can take into um, better, better heights that it can ever be. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because that is definitely true. I think that uh, when you're involved with new media, it does take a really long time to to build a platform and to see engagement yeah. and to see growth. You have to be consistent. You have yeah. to be, you know, you have to be crafty with your content. It's a long term thing. It's something you have to do for the long term, yeah, and it it it's, it requires a lot of consistency in order to to grow and develop. That's definitely, definitely true. Does. So what I'm curious about is what playbook are you following? I mean, the you it doesn't mm -hmm. sound like there are any successful new media companies in the Gambia. So who mm -hmm. are you following? What 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 who are you using as your kind of uh, your your playbook? Who set the groundwork for you? Are you looking at like uh, new media companies mm -hmm. outside of Gambia in the Western world? Like yeah. who do you follow? Yeah, thank you, because thank you very much for that question. From. I think. Yeah, I think one of one of my inspirations has been this guy is called um, Marcus Brownlee. He's actually mm -hmm. a YouTuber. He has a YouTube channel dedicated to just technology and new new devices that come out. Normally, giving device reviews, and he's been definitely my inspiration because a lot of the new things that I want to learn about, let's say the, the latest uh, iPhone, the latest computer, or the latest technology, just five about five G. He's one of the first people to put content on on there, and with his content, there's so much that you can learn from. And the applications, the uses, you know, he's definitely been uh, my target person. So the playbook that we'll, that we're definitely we're using, or I would like to use, is outside of the country. Is one of the inspirations, Marcus Brownlee. Even with TED talks and you know, inviting people to talk about specific topics, those are the kind of playbooks, um, or those are the kind of routes that I'm trying to bring in with uh, with high tech as well. So we can just be consistent and also just um, give our content. That's uh, I would say not too much, but just. Uh, for specific specific group of people and um, give the, uh, give the uh, let's say give the um, knowledge based information that they need right how do you plan to um, monetize like what what what, yeah. what is your business model yeah your revenue model so our so our revenue model has been um, at first we changed actually within the let's say within the course of six months we had to change model so mm. the, our first model was relying on let's say like i said the old system of having um uh, selling selling out content 
to TV, to um, cable networks, where each content we're, we're, we're selling um, per content base uh, every week. But now with uh, new with monetization, we're, we're going to be able to we're able to have subscriptions to some of our platforms. And with our YouTube, there's something that is a new revenue work on where we're going to be releasing um, a lot of our new contents on YouTube and monetizing their uh, per subscription base. And yeah, with every, with also giving ads to other companies, uh, okay. giving ad space, yeah, giving ad space and yeah, and, and let's say um, advertisements and trailers for, for yeah, so you're definitely going to do the membership route. You're probably going to do like yeah. the um, premium content route. Premium content where, route, exactly. Yeah, and then you're doing ads. And then, of course, there's YouTube, which you, you can monetize on now. Right, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Do you think... Um, across i don't i um i don't know if you do you follow um creators african creators or um others who are building media new media companies across the continent at all see what yeah. they're doing yeah okay of course of course i follow right. um a lot of african creators here we have um in our, in senegal they have a media company that strictly does a lot of their content on on their web page and uh, and on youtube they're called mm-hmm. marody tv um, we have other YouTubers and bloggers that I normally check in, uh, let's say every every week or every day, just see what they're doing and how they with new things. And yeah, I'm just getting more inspiration the more I hit, the more I check. <laughs> do you okay? Since you said yes to that, do you think that there um, that in your country and mm-hmm. I guess you can speak to your country more so and and perhaps across the continent, do you think that there's a, an appreciation yet for new media or do you think mm-hmm. there's still some ways to go? I think that we still have some time to go. Yeah. Um, which is just is such a new such a new field of itself just with this new media. I would say mm-hmm. it just started off the past three to four years in our country. I can just only speak for Gambia as well. Um, like I mentioned, they were so reliant on this old system that with new media, it's, yeah, we're still creating, you know, we're creating a lot of buzz here and there, but, and people are starting to see some of the advantages that you can do, but we still have some time to go and it's good. And it takes, you know, not just one person, not just me or, you know, my friends, but it takes um, a lot of collaboration. Uh, Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of, you know, networking within, within us, us you young people because we're we're like 90 percent of people that actually are using new media and so we we have to be the driving force for it but there's still some time uh there's still some time uh needed for people other people to adapt and be, be along with it yeah do you think that people appreciate the role of creators in your country Actually, they're starting to now. <laughs> yeah. Now they they are they actually they're starting to, but before no, they it was something it was just alien to them. It's like wow, you're using YouTube to post content. Like why would you do that? Like those go get a job. About, go get a job. You know, nine to five. You know, sitting in an office with AC. You know, that was something they're very used to. You know, but now you can have you know your your gimbal. You can have your tripod and your camera, and you can have your phone, a very good uh, high resolution phone, and just take edit and upload at the spot so it's definitely shifting and they're starting to see you know the new advantages to new media now yeah what is one of the greatest lessons you've learned to date from from building your uh, new media company oh um one of the best lessons i realized that 
at the end of the day, passion, um, the only thing that will drive you more is your passion. Because mm. if you're in, in it for, let's say, the money, if you're in it for, let's say, the exposure, it's going to take some time. But right. you have to be resilient. You have to be passionate about it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, with new media, it solves a lot of problems. And mm. that's just the basic facts. But it takes time to actually see and appreciate the problems that it's solving. But it takes a lot of passion and dedication and always be resilient. You have to be stubborn. You have to get out of your com- comfort zone. If you want to stay in your comfort zone, uh, it's gonna, you're, never, I'll say you're not going to make it in, in the new media. You have to be passionate and resilient. I think you need to, in order to survive as a creator anywhere in the world, you, you know, okay, I'm going to say something that's not very profound right now, but creators, <laughs> no, need, to be, creators need to be very creative. <laughs> I think that yeah. like your content yeah. has got to yeah. be for less than a better term banging. Like you cannot have like your content has got to be so edgy, you know, because like there's has to so <laughs> much content out there, right? So and, much content, yeah. Yeah, and something that I've observed is that when one content creator, and, I, and I'm saying this um, just observation of like di- from different parts of the world, not just like in Africa or emerging markets or whatever, when one or yeah. two creators are very successful in a particular field, everybody else rushes yeah. to that that field. And then there's everybody, like- Everybody, Yeah, true. and there's <laughs> like massive concentration in that field. And that's true. I, I've, I've observed that. Whereas I feel like there's so many other ways that you you can be creative yeah. with your content, but that's the challenge, right? That's the hard yeah, that's part. That's definitely a challenge because I'm just gonna gonna give you an example just to elaborate on that point. Yeah, like oh, I said, yeah. we only a handful of of new media within the country, and everyone else were doing most of you know fashion and lifestyle mm-hmm. lifestyle content. Mm-hmm, so when we mm-hmm. came in with technology, it was something that everyone saw it as wow, what's how how's this gonna look like? And we were like, you know what, we're gonna show. You look like we're going to be thinking outside of the box so we're literally the the first new media to just focus on content in the gambia and i'm proud to say that anywhere i go but also it's a bit disappointing because we have so much potential and a lot of people can jump on and do different things with with you know content on technology content on you know development that you know uh, in that being the first person you have to always be on top of your game and learn new things yeah, media media is difficult. Media is difficult because other industries have a blueprint. They have a playbook. You know, agriculture has a playbook. Finance has a playbook. Um, you know, real estate has a playbook. You know what I mean? Like uh, e-commerce yeah. has a playbook. There's all of yeah. the other industries. And then, of course, there's the tech that you add on top of it. So agrotech and fintech and like all these other industries, they have playbooks. But when it comes to new media, there aren't a lot of playbooks. There aren't a lot of blueprints to follow. And the thing is, new media... New media is constantly changing. So it's like yeah. the business models are constantly changing and you have to keep up and you have to keep yeah. innovating. And then, like I said, your content has got to be edgy. It's got to be different. Like the moment your yeah. content gets dull, you're dead, you know? You're dead, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you you have to constantly keep people engaged. And I think one of the one of the mistakes that a lot of creators make is that they just yeah. go for the numbers initially it's all about numbers so they just yes. they try to get as many likes or followers or as downloads as possible and that i feel yeah. like that works in the short term initially 
But then it you doesn't have go to, long term. It yeah. doesn't go long term, you know, and because at some point you're going to reach that peak and then it's going to stop. And then yeah, you're going to die out. You're going to die out because you've attracted a lot of people, but then you can't maintain that momentum. Yeah. And the maintaining is where the success comes from. Like that's when, where it comes from as well. Yeah. yeah and the thing you, is, you with, with, with content and sorry not to just to cut you, with, but with no, technology, sorry. you always have to be different because there's, yeah. like you said, there's no playbook there's no one way of doing it so literally every new content every new project it has to be different from the last one so you have to constantly be changing changing you know rule books or changing tactics otherwise you're not you're not bringing anything new to the table so that's why people like it because you're bringing something new and you're balancing and also the the technical aspects of it as well definitely badu for sure 100 100 percent. so where you, where do you see this going? You you said that you want to expand into 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 other countries. Where like yeah. where do you where do you and your co-founder uh, Anna where where do you guys want this to go? Like five ten years from now, where do you see this? Where do you see yeah, this going? Defi- definitely, um, the best way that we want to choose is just being able to travel and be able to collaborate with different. Um, other content creators or different different um, communities because one thing that we're lacking in Africa is a lot of these um, communication and collaboration because Kenya or Rwanda are doing amazing things and this is something that can work for even Gambia or something they're doing in North North Africa can work mm-hmm. for something they're doing in East Africa and we mm-hmm. just it's just about learning these and adopting it to ourselves and and then from there, just learning new things and seeing ways to adopt it on our own situation. So what we're seeing in the next five, 10 years is going to different, different communities, seeing what they're doing, how we can use it on our community, in our country, and seeing the best, uh, the best results from there, and just sharing this information all around um, Africa. So how my dream, my goal of high tech is um, to be a platform where any new development in Africa that works in one part, we're going to find a way to do it in another part of Africa as well. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? What do you mean by that? Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to give an example. Let's say um, the M-Pesa that they're doing in uh, in Kenya right now, using uh-huh. mobile money. This uh-huh. is not something that they use in the Western country because they have, you know, e-banking and they have the internet. But with, um, off- exactly, but with offline, offline banking, this is something that African can utilize. Okay, we have a banking system, but at the end of the day, it's and with this uh, online banking, it doesn't work for us because our bandwidth is not as much as the West. Our internet is not as strong as the West. But with our offline banking, even um, someone in rural in the rural parts of the country can be able to use mobile money, and we're not utilizing this. So just sharing of that information and see how things work can actually change a lot within the community, and that's just one example. And we we haven't even talked about fintech or even you know about agrotech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so see. this is that's yeah, that's the idea that we're trying to do with high tech, you know, gathering this information, seeing how it works there and trying to implement it here and document everything and see how it, it can be better built also for our community. Interesting. Definitely. You know, Badu, do you believe that every company is a media company? They say every company is a tech company, right? <laughs> do you also believe yeah. that every company is a media company? With this 21st century, 100 percent. I believe that you have to be. In the, otherwise, you're not going to be able to grow. Mm, yeah, you got to be doing the blogging and creating the content that's either yeah, educational or, or entertainment. You yeah. you constantly have to be yeah. you constantly have to be engaging. You can't run away from it, can you? You just have to be you doing can't. it. On, 
on <laughs> some level on some level and do you guys yeah. do you guys want to branch out into say newsletters or podcasts or um written yeah. digital content or anything like that of course these are all potentials that we're just trying to meet. And this definitely, I definitely want to go into, let's say, podcasting and newsletters sometime, you know, in the future when everything's more settled. But yeah, it's some, these are some of the things that you have to incorporate just to keep things fun and to bring on new, new and new ideas because it's not just for us, but the next generation is coming as well. I mean, we, when you were born, there was no you know, the iPhone or there was no, like, you know, Samsung Galaxy S. But now mm. the new generation, they're already born with this. So let, it's going to be interesting how they're going to take it as well. So this is something we have to adopt to podcasting and newsletters. We're going to adopt it um, in some we like it or not. Absolutely. So Badu, what closing words do you have for our listeners who are listening in to you? Um, for the first time, I'm introducing you to my listeners and they're hearing <laughs> about your new media company, high tech and what you're doing. What what do you what do you have to say to them? They're all they're like yourself. They're early stage entrepreneurs yeah. or um, some are ecosystem builders. We have some angels, some early stage investors. What what would you like to share uh, to them about, about your startup journey and uh, yeah. just closing words for the conversation? Well, um, I, I, the first thing I would say is be resilient. I mean, I've heard, I've heard, you know, you know, it's easy to say, but let me just give you one quick story. The first time that I, I told, uh, let's say, my brothers into construction, other ones, you know, is a lawyer. So the first time I told them, okay, I want to do a media company. And they were like, you want to talk about the news? I'm like, no, I want to mm. do something very different. And mm. they discouraged the idea, not because, you know, they, they hate me or is the, they, they think it's a bad idea, but they just didn't know the, the applications that you can do it. And with your passion, your passion is your passion. No one can take you, no one can take that away from you. Yes, mm. things are going to get hard. Mm. Yes, things, you know, might not go. You have to be resilient, have, have the right people around you who have shared the same vision, the same goal, and just go for it. You know, it's going to be hard. It's going to take some time. But at the end of the day, just see how you can help and how your country can, how your company can stand out. Don't be scared. It's gonna be hard. It's some nights you def there's some nights I've definitely sat down and cried by myself. <laughs> but mm, at the end of the day, mm. now you know it, it's it was all worth it. So at the end of the day, it's worth it. So be passionate, be resilient. It's gonna be worth it as well. Okay, Badu. Definitely. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Joanne. So happy I was on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so happy that you were here. All right, folks. Until next time. Bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs>